Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 17th of March. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Kitty Logan. Russia's accused of targeting a theatre housing thousands of Ukrainians sheltering from the war. We don't know what happened yet because uh, the, the people are in the rubble. And free at last. Two British Iranians are reunited with their families after years of detention in Tehran. Mommy! <laughs> That's mommy. The Times Daily World Briefing. We begin again in Ukraine, where Russia is stepping up attacks on civilians. In the city of Mariupol, an attack was launched on a theatre, where between 1,000 and 2,000 civilians were reportedly sheltering. It's unknown how many people have been killed or injured, and many are trapped under rubble. Children and women were said to be inside, and satellite images show the word kids written in Russian on the ground either side of the theatre. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russia of intentionally bombing the building, with the mayor of nearby Mykolaiv, which is also under attack, adding they like the taste of blood. Dmitry Gurin is a Ukrainian MP from Volodymyr Zelensky's Servant of the People Party, whose family is in Mariupol. He says it's proving impossible to search for survivors amid the ongoing shelling. The theatre was bombed and uh, we don't know what happened yet because uh, the, the people are in the rubble, and, uh, but uh, shelling never stops and artillery never stops. Uh, so uh, we uh, just cannot, uh, you know, to, to clean this rubble. And get people out. In the besieged port city of Mariupol, the number of deaths since the invasion began is estimated to be more than 2,000. In the capital, Kyiv, another apartment block is on fire after being hit with a missile. You're hearing there the sound of residents being escorted out of their homes by emergency services, with some doors having to be cut to free those inside. Alexander Krebet is a journalist in Kyiv. He described what he's witnessing in the city. Since the curfew started, uh, explosion sounds from all over the places from around the area started to go in and it did not stop for a for sometimes for even 10 minutes, for a few hours. In the northern city of Chernihiv, dozens of people have reportedly been killed whilst queuing for bread. The city's governor says they've suffered heavy losses there. Russia denies targeting the area. Meanwhile, the mayor of Melitopol, one of the first cities to fall to Russia, has been released in exchange for nine Russian conscripts, according to Ukraine. In the United States, President Joe Biden has referred to Vladimir Putin as a war criminal in his sharpest rebuke yet of the Russian president. I think he is a war criminal. A Kremlin spokesman said Mr Biden's comments were 
unacceptable and unforgivable rhetoric. The U.S. president made the remarks after announcing an extra $800 million in security assistance to Ukraine to fund more weapons and military equipment. Meanwhile, Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, has repeated pleas for a no-fly zone over his country. He also called for more Russian sanctions in an historic address to the U.S. Congress. Gabriella Hoffman is a political commentator in Washington. She told Times Radio she thinks the U.S. has been too slow to respond. People are certainly delighted to see that they are starting to make movement, like a better late than never situation, but they wish that a lot of this aid and military supplies and equipment and ammunition and firearms could have come a lot sooner. But reports indicate the Ukrainian military is still holding its own on the ground despite fierce and ongoing Russian attacks. The UK Ministry of Defence says the Russian offensive has largely stalled on all fronts with, quote, minimal progress on land, sea or air. It also claims that Russian troops continue to suffer heavy losses, although the exact numbers are yet to be officially verified. President Putin has suggested on Wednesday night that he is ready to talk terms with Ukraine. His government indicated that a neutral Ukraine with its own army is being looked at as a possible compromise to bring the conflict to an end. The Times Daily World Briefing. Away from the conflict in Ukraine, there is some good news from Iran. Two British Iranians who've been detained in Tehran for years have been freed and have safely returned to the UK. That's my dad. And that's Nazanin. Yeah. Mummy! <laughs> that's mummy. Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe and Anoushe Ashuri have both reunited with their families after being imprisoned for years on spying charges. Morad Tabaz, an Iranian, US and British citizen, has been released from prison but is not yet allowed to leave Iran. The plane carrying Nazanin and Anoushe touched down at 1am on Thursday morning in Britain, ending an ordeal that many believe saw them become bargaining chips in Iran's talks with the West over its nuclear programme. It was an emotional reunion, especially for Nazanin and her seven-year-old daughter, who've spent six years apart. Richard Ratcliffe, Nazanin's husband, was also at the airport to welcome her. Hopefully we'll look back in years to come and be a normal family and, and um, you know, this will be a chapter in our lives, but there are many more chapters to come. The UK Foreign Secretary announced the release of the prisoners in the country's parliament yesterday, confirming that the UK government had paid a debt of almost £400 million, which was owed to the Iranian authorities since the 1970s. After highly complex and exhaustive negotiations, the more than 40-year-old debt between the International Military Services and the Ministry of Defence of Iran has now been settled. As the House is aware, this debt relates to contracts signed with the Iranian Ministry of Defence in the 1970s. Following the revolution of 1979, these contracts could not be fulfilled. I pushed officials to be as creative as possible in finding a way to resolve this situation and they have worked round the clock to find a viable payment route. 
Richard Spencer is the Middle East correspondent for the Times of London. He says that one reason the release has taken so long is because of a disagreement over exactly how to pay the money. Eventually they've come up with this sort of slightly strained compromise where it's put into a sort of a sequestered bank account and every time Iran needs to buy medicine or um, you know other humanitarian aid, they can, they can dip into that, um, that bank account. In Japan, a powerful earthquake has left buildings shaking to the point of collapse, cars crushed and tens of thousands of homes with no electricity and water. The magnitude 7.4 quake struck in the Fukushima area and was powerful enough to derail a high-speed train. A number of people have died and more than 100 were injured. A tsunami alert was later lifted. The events will have brought back memories for many people of the devastating earthquake of March 2011, which struck in the same area, killing 18,000 people and damaging a nuclear plant. The country is braced for possible aftershocks in the coming days. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now, with an update on the controversial new golf tour, here's John Jackson. A new Saudi-backed global golf circuit fronted by Australian legend Greg Norman has announced plans for eight new tournaments and prize money of at least 250 million US dollars. The LIV Invitational Series will launch at the Centurion Club near London in June before four rounds in the USA and one in both Bangkok and Jeddah before a final team championship in October. The tournament will comprise of a 48-man field played over 54 holes with no cut. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Both an individual and four-man team format. The innovative new option for golfers will utilize shotgun starts, where every group tees off at the same time from different holes. However, no players have yet committed to the controversial new tour after the existing PGA Tour warned its members they'd be banned if they chose to play in the new events. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 17th of March. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.